0: Hello, class, and you are listening to Podcast 118 at Hey Arnold Reeducation, where every week two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon Hey Arnold. I am one of your hosts, Michael.
1: And I am one of your other hosts, and the only other host, Sean.
0: That is true. Sean, are you ready to get in bed and uh, just curl up with some emo Mozart and just cry our mascara out for three to four days running?
1: You act like that's not my default state. It's
0: okay, it's mine too. I I, I do have an anecdote related to that, but that'll come in a little later. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, Before we get started, I just wanted to highlight... uh, some nice individual on the internet went and gave us a 4.8 out of 5 star review on uh, the Apple podcast. So that feels wow. pretty cool. Yeah. I think, Or at least that's Did our... Do want to fight? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. If you know 4.8 star person, if you want to take those 0. 0.2 stars and ask us where <laughs> where we'd like you to stick it, you can email us at pc118pod at com. <laughs> And that's the last that person will last time that person will ever listen to the, to our podcast probably. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So thank you again. Yeah. You can find us here, uh, again on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music and Stitcher. If you want to catch us on the weekly semi-weekly, uh, you can feel free to subscribe, uh, leave a rating and review if you should feel so inclined. And yeah, we're getting, you know, our, our downloads are, Slowly but surely climbing up. It's uh, people seem to really dig um, mugged still. So I think that's still like the actually. Let me.
1: I also dig
0: mugged. Let me double check there actually, cause I am curious. It's a it's an interesting interesting little uh list that's coming up. Come on, come on, red circle. Okay, yes, actually, so the our new our top two most listened to episodes are Door Sixteen slash Ronald's Cupid. I think you know the the Oscar of it all, definitely. Hmm. does that and then uh, Arnold's Christmas so uh, and again you know again take a take a look at us at uh you know Twitter and Instagram PC 118 pod as well if you would like to keep up there too you know that's all good a lot of cool Hey Arnold fan art out there definitely just like reaching out to those guys letting them know their stuff looks super cool we're covering episode 16 of Hey Arnold season one again you can watch this on Hulu Paramount Plus or on DVD like I do at times for screen cap purposes uh, part A of today's episode is Olga Comes Home, which originally aired November 25th, 1996, written by Steve Vixton, directed by Stark Howell and Larry Likelayer. Jealous about her smart, talented, popular older sister, Olga, returning home from college, <laughs> uh, Helga fiendishly changes one of her grades from an A to a B+. Plus which sends Olga into a deep, deep depression. I gotta... (laughs) (laughs) What a chaotic description. Truly. I mean, like, I know, like, stuff is just, like, user-generated on Wikipedia, but it is really funny to see. Like, there's people who... There are some episodes where it's like one sentence and it kind of buries the lead. And then there's the ones where it's a very long run on sentence with a lot of commas and it tells you everything you need to know, which I like because it definitely jogs the memory for us. Um, I like. Those. Yeah, I do. I like I like it as well. It definitely just like break kind of like gives you all three acts in one sentence, which is which is cool. <laughs> Honestly, I really appreciated it because I've never gone through the whole show in order before up until, you know, now that we're doing this. So with last yeah. with, with last week's episode having been spelling bee, more of a whatever sort of situational look at the kind of pressure Helga is under from her from Big Bob, from her family at large being compared to Olga, it was really cool to see to get basically just like dropped into the shit here with the Patakis and to really see, you know, what what Helga's <laughs> dealing with yeah, and everything. No.
1: No intro. Yeah. We just drop right into it. Basically.
0: <laughs> so much so that it was interesting. I feel like maybe they were trying to figure out how ultimately Miss what Miss Slovak was going to be, what, what she was going to look like. But she, she went from like a whatever, sprightly, late 30s brunette in spelling bee to looking either like Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis or our AP English teacher, Miss Hughes. It's,
1: it's a mixture of the two. Yes. And her Olga shrine. <laughs> yes. I know. She has
0: an Olga shrine too. And the thing is, it's... I mean, I'm trying to track like if she's probably just keeping up with Olga's relationship all these years or Olga's accomplishments all these years. And it's I can't really tell. Did she spearhead a renovation or a full on construction of PS193? Did she or did she not meet President Ronald Reagan? Because that's definitely who that looks like, despite being, you know, if Wellington College is she's just doing bachelors, then she's like under 22 and becoming a full ass nurse. So quite the overachiever.
1: She's killing it. She's the best student that Miss Slovak has ever had, Absolutely. the best, and will always be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she does. It's pretty definitive. With Slo- well, Miss Slovak does not stick around, as it. as we all know. So, you know, I mean, maybe we could read into that and be like, you know, she's, she's kind of just on her way out. You know, she feels like she's kind of peaked as a teacher at a certain point. Mm-hmm. She will super speed out of the classroom at a moment's notice. You know, maybe not the best uh, not the best adult mentor teacher figure on this on this program <laughs> torvald you're 13 years old and still in fourth grade that's never that's never not funny to me <laughs> no. oh my gosh but i gotta say i don't know like i think my perspective on this has changed over the on this episode has changed over the years before i just thought like oh it's funny How huh? okay cool like this is what, why Helga's helga's kind of mean or whatever that sucks. Like she has a sister and she's better than her. But now that I'm older and given Mm -hmm. like what I do for a living, I spend a lot more time thinking about family dynamics and in my own family and other people's families and whatnot. This is a lot. This is a lot of a tougher pill to swallow. And, you know, I think a lot of people will, this just really like has you help, helps you to empathize with Helga. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're like, kind of, you're kind of on board with her evil plan. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we if we are looking at it with the eyes that we have now, then absolutely, like, it's a it's a tougher pill to swallow, as you said. But if we're looking at it purely objectively, it's almost entirely a joke all the way through the episode until <laughs> the end, right? When, and then we get a very heavy-handed spoonful of sugar to take the pill down with when Olga explains a little bit. her side of the situation.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true it's uh yeah it's just interesting like to think like you know you know because you know bob and miriam don't seem to be super in love but they both put olga on the same pedestal and dusting the mm-hmm. trophies and everything yeah. and you know they're all just all over her when she comes home Mommy, daddy. her
1: voice is so off-putting michael it, it threw yeah. me for a loop yeah i don't really remember it being that Aggressive. No, no,
0: it, 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 yeah, it totally was, and it always is. Every time we see Olga, oh, God. I just want to, and you know, given the flowers, the guest star flowers to Nika Futterman, totally stealing the show for this episode. You may have heard her. You're an Adventure Time person, were you not? Mm-hmm. Uh, she voiced yeah, the yes. Grid faced Princess in Adventure Time. Uh, oh, cute! And uh, Catwoman and Batman: The Brave and the Bold, and Asajj Ventress in Star Wars: The Clone Wars, who was like Dooku's what? apprentice kind of thing. So she, I mean, she's she's been she's been around for a long time. But yeah, it's uh it's super. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of um of Doug. Uh, you know, because like Doug had his older sister Judy, <laughs> and how she was yeah. so like this other. You know, like you can't even tell she comes from the same family. She's got the whole beatnik thing going on. Whereas Olga comes off all erudite and, you know, sophisticated. And again, like the kind of, I don't even know. I mean, I'm going to keep, I keep using the phrase transatlantic accent, but I think that's kind of, it's in that ballpark again. (laughs) It's in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I could not put my finger on it. No. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's a, it is a product of the environment that she got into in college, apparently. I
0: guess. So she really, you know, found herself and everything. And it's, yeah, it's just so, it is uncomfortable. Like, you are kind of siding with Helga. like, what the hell is this? Like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't really trust yeah. it, I guess, right? So you, you really do. You yeah. are, I am, I'm team Helga on this. It was wrong, but it was, oh, but I was, It was know.
1: wrong, but absolutely yeah. team Helga. Especially when you see the parents that are kind of disconnected with you. Mm-hmm other than like in spelling bee when we see uh big bob really push helga to success and only success you get to see the side of big bob and miriam that miriam
0: miriam 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 Um, yeah
1: you get you get to see the side of them that cares for a daughter Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you get to see the parental instinct yeah but it's only in the context of Olga being depressed in Ben,
0: Which is kind currently. of a subversion, though, because I think, like, I think general, what's the word, fa- phrase, like, conventional wisdom usually dictates that, like, the oldest child has it a lot harder than the younger child or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you got, I mean, you may have a different perspective, you literally, you yourself growing up, like, in a family of two siblings and whatnot. Yeah, but, I'm a baby. <laughs> but yeah, most, most of the time, people think that the oldest one is where all the mistakes get made and yada, 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 and like... They have all of this crazy ass responsibility, and then the you know the the younger child gets to just kind of like coast along, and so it's interesting to yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting portrayal of like this very fractured, flawed family of four. So I have a I have a question for you, Sean. Um, would you ra- yeah. would you rather date a boy who was pre med or a boy who was pre law?
1: Pre law. Really? Okay. Why? <laughs> All of the people I know that are in relationships with people that are pre, during, or post med oh. have hated, hated <laughs> being in a relationship whilst in the like, yeah. um, rotationals. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can think of a, fri- like I can that. think
0: of a mutual friend of ours who, you know, it's uh, she's, they've had to make a lot of concessions and you know, sacrifices and whatnot. Um, law, pre law, pre law, probably not moving around as too. much. Yeah.
1: I also like the idea of somebody being able to debate more than me. Yeah, put me in my place. <laughs> if anyone out there can put me in my place
0: <laughs> by fighting If we me. have any pre, pre-law pre students who listen to this podcast who may or may not Please give email off... email
1: us at PC180.
0: Give off vibes similar to Rhonda Wellington Lloyd or um, Ty Lee or I forget who else. <laughs> there was a period in my childhood where I really started to, you know, use dialogue from cartoons and movies like unironically to like express Mm. how i was feeling and i remember being really mad at someone once Uh, i forget who if it was i don't know someone in my family or like someone at school and i was just sitting alone at home in my room and i literally like unironically used the phrase like considered whether or not to take sweet black revenge on them (laughs) and this is maybe the first time we get like a helga soliloquy monologue that's not centered on arnold And it's just her process. It's like, okay, so even when she's not, you know, waxing romantic about Arnold, she has this very literary, literary, very prosaic, very theatrical style of talking to herself.
1: Well, and this is the first one, I believe, that also follows the original structure of the prose that she's referencing. Oh, that to
0: be or not to be soliloquy, the Hamlet thing?
1: Yeah, Uh I believe that she goes through it almost effectively in full, just replacing the the subjects of it i was gonna say the other yeah. she just kind of like waxes poetic in general yeah that's true she's kind general of yeah poetic she's gross. kind of
0: just like she's kind of riffing but here yeah it, it does feel and i mean this is also the episode
1: where it's very heavy-handed like i mean the the whole motif is olga right like it's, it's all art lacrimosa by mozart you get going gowns you get broadway references you get, Sal- you get a whole you ass get salvador Dali painting specific, yeah exactly you get very specific one-to-one references Mm -hmm. to existing works of art and excellence which i mean ties back to olga right like you're surrounded by this shit even in helga's dream
0: that's brilliant yeah yeah i I pretty much had you kind of took all the words out of my mouth pretty much already um that's what i'm here for thank you thank you there's
1: any pre-law students or post pre-law students that uh, uh, can do that better than I did. Please email us at okay. pc118@gmail.com.
0: <laughs> oh boy, yeah. To the point where there's not even any pictures of Helga in the house. It's all framed pictures of Olga. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's very pretty sad when you think about it. But
1: very, very sad. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, later in the episode, Olga talks about how like she feels she has to put on a whole, you know, bit for the parent to appease the parents and be this mm-hmm. certain way. And but there are times where it kind of seems like she's laying it on a little too thick or she's kind of, you know, losing herself in that persona where she goes like a plus in advance. Fresh French. Merci beaucoup. Oh, you're coming. You're Eye coming. Roll. You're coming. Yeah. I roll. Yeah, I'm gonna do a side by side here because uh, this frame of Helga. <laughs> I love the like constant cutting back to Helga, like going like it's coming, it's coming. Oh. It looks
1: when it's like dripping. Yeah, off her the pea soup. Face. Yeah, it look it Blech. looks just
0: like the scene in uh, Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey's pouring like the laxative, the liquid laxative into the tea, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> gross.
0: Yeah, it really. And again, uh, Olga Olga becomes unhinged real hard, real fast. And yeah, you, feel, you do it's kind of feel bad for her. It's yeah. She on a dime. I couldn't even make my voice that high if I tried. Like
1: <laughs> her acting ability. phenomenal. Me, isn't it? <laughs> and then you hear that like hollow sound of her head hitting the table. Too. Yes.
0: <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was a, I mean, I didn't know that was a Mozart piece as a child. <laughs> I just thought it was. I thought it, I also thought it was score. Like even though, like upon watching this, the boombox is right there. But well, like, for, of course, I got the joke <laughs> later where they turn it off. I'm like, oh, that's funny. But it off, that yeah. it's there the whole time makes it even better. <laughs> and mm-hmm. though I will say, yeah, the penchant
1: for drama yeah. exists in the Pataki family. That is
0: true. That is definitely true. Um, but that did remind me of like in terms of kind of really leaning in and inducing like, okay, we're just going to do this right now. It reminded me of when I was in the eighth grade and my girlfriend of three, give or take two or three months broke up with me. Uh, Long story short, her little (laughs) brother, I think overheard her talking on the phone with me and like ratted through us, through her under the bus to the parents. The parents were like, you're too young to have a boyfriend. You have to break up. Yeah, basically you have to break up with this boy now. Um, and it was really, you know, she broke up with me over the phone and like I, to me, and I was like, you know, we could just like see each other in school. But maybe she was just like, no, it's it's the principal, but whatever. Um, But anyway, I like hung up and I'm like, I'm really sad. What do I do now? So then I, uh, I put in a Weezer mix CD that a friend made me or I opened up iTunes on my old ass iMac. Oh, I don't remember. And I queued up, I queued up, say it ain't so I put it on repeat and I just lied down in bed and cried. I must've listened to the song maybe like four or five times. It's over in a row until I felt I was I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I've never told you that story apparently. yeah. Um But yeah, true story. Love that. Radio. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I
1: hope that you've overcome the trauma from your eighth grade two month relationship okay. breakup. I
0: didn't need a box of chocolates or a caprini gown or a, or a third row center seats to that broadway show that i've been dying to see it's a yeah i i one thing that i really that was really funny was uh yeah this that whole kind of mid second act thing of helga just like taking all of olga's intended gifts basically (laughs) so number one Mm -hmm. the kind of nice little bossa nova cue really good music in in both halves of this episode that kind of nice little bossa nova cue which also incorporates her motif that bum, 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 or whatever. Yeah. And kind of doing a version of uh, the voice that she <laughs> did when she went to Rhonda's slumber party. That's kind of what that sounded like to me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm. Yeah. She was preteen miss in that moment. That's she was. She
0: was preteen miss. And I thought I remembered like a shot of like the dress slipping off from the back, but I, I, I guess I totally like Mandela affected myself again. Oh, you, you, you imagine that? No. Angle, fantasizing. <laughs> Oh boy. And then there's this the scene where um you know, where she's she's feeling pretty good about what she did and she and Arnold are actually having like a weirdly honest, straightforward conversation with each other at, yeah, in the lunch line. Yeah. But that mm-hmm. but that except ba- when she says mm-hmm.
1: catfish are jumping yeah, and the cotton ca- is high. Yeah. I mean
0: that's like a probably a southern thing. It sounds like something Sandy Cheeks would would say. She's basically <laughs> like, I'm goo, I'm cool, man. But uh <laughs> the, I couldn't stop thinking all of a sudden I was like the way Arnold's like, okay, Helga, whatever you say. See, it just reminded me of, yeah. uh, it reminded me of uh, the scene in Dodgeball uh, where Lance Armstrong talks to Peter. Was like, yeah. <laughs> so I just wrote down, all right, bye, Helga. I'm sure this decision won't haunt you forever. will
1: <laughs> be the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> Which then we get, yeah, we get her in the Salvador Dali painting and everything, and yeah, those the melted clocks that I think we've all seen at one point or another.
1: <laughs> hey, how's flying? Yeah,
0: it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am the angel of reason. <laughs> That's sweet. I don't know. I mean, I guess that is to. I mean, I guess that is to say, maybe at the very least, like Arnold's decency, or at least the way you know she sees. She puts Arnold kind of on that pedestal. It's like sees him as this yeah. kind of paragon of like good he had a and good virtue. Moral compass. This episode. Yeah, yeah, he for was sure. Not ulterior. I mean, yeah, we know he's always wanted. You know, he was in the yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he, he we know no he's he's always wanted a brother, a brother figure. You know, he had that. He almost, you know, went to jail for Frankie G's sake. So you know he's.
1: He almost did.
0: He doesn't know, you know, she she doesn't get just how instrumental and important that kind of that dynamic is. I just don't. Want, I just can't think of her all depressed. The, I mean, <laughs> my God, I don't know. I have such a such a appreciation for Kazu's voice performances, Miriam, now, because it's. I mean, they say it's really hard to act drunk. Like, you know, that's one of the hardest things an actor can do. But, you know, she might not be drunk all the time, but she's, like, definitely at least, like, hungover. Or just, like, you know, she's just got this sort of, like, baseline of depression. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, I love it. <laughs> There's nothing. It's believable. It, yeah, it's believable. It is, yeah. Yeah. And I've just seen so many, like, bl- I've worked with and talked to so many just fathers who are very blustery and, like, can't can't see see just how much of an impact they're having on their kid when it's, it's all right there mm-hmm. in front of them, you know, and it's just, yeah, Big Bob. I kind of, I wish we had more backstory on Big Bob because he is just this, like, big blowhard of a dude, but it is, it is kind of what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the ending is very, like, ambiguous. So actually, like, or at least to me, okay, what was your read on that thing where, you know, they come clean about how they both feel in relation to their family, in relation to their parents, like what they feel like, how they both feel like they've been pigeonholed. You know, Olga proposes to spend the day, just the two of them. And then we get this like, kind of like flash thing, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if you see that in any other like movie, it's usually like a snapshot of like, Oh, this was the person before this next event. Mm -hmm showed their true colors right but i've never seen it with a blue filter which made me almost wonder if it was another artsy thing that i missed maybe like like a warhol kind of thing but there was only yeah. one of them so it, it wasn't like the nine stack yeah so i don't know it it was a weird resolution like my last uh-huh. notes were like it's a good moral delivered in a weird way and yeah. what was the yeah like what i i no, it it ended really weird for sure for sure
0: all right so thankfully uh back in june actually so right after we had originally started this uh craig bartlett who craig bartlett who uh, he posted yet another really awesome nice little bts slideshow about this episode um and he said that the supervising director jamie mitchell didn't think the ending was strong enough we were trying to show that helga and olga had reached a new understanding but were still adversaries he suggested the color thing and i remember thinking the kids are definitely going to wonder what the hell is going on <laughs> so okay yeah so then
1: it was the same the same purpose as it's otherwise used right mm-hmm. is that like there still are motives other than what we've caught in that snap okay good for me film major let's go yeah
0: dude so, so you're here and the oh, yeah and the and the fact that you can actually grow a beard whereas i cannot that's me yeah <laughs> i've never eaten i've never even gotten an a minus <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, oh my god wait, wait okay real quick favorites i mean favorite shot slash frame is just every shot of Olga crying in bed they just find new ways and like they actually like took the time to like animate the mascara running and I really I really um, respected that um and just you know there's the shots of her lying on her side crying there's the shots of her mm-hmm. lying in bed looking straight up but like uh Craig Robinson and Pineapple Express after he gets shot and he's mm-hmm. he thinks he's bleeding yeah. out um <laughs> but I think the best one is the joy and majesty of professional theater would be lost on me in my sad and sorry condition.
1: I'm not in a sad and sorry <laughs> condition. <laughs> oh, well, all right, grab your parko. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I can't accept Think it.
1: Well, I'm surprised he would want to go there either way.
0: I can't Good accept it. That's a dress for a winner. And I am simply a loser. Same. <laughs> oh my God! Third center also, seats. shout
1: out to the cafeteria PS one eighteen for having pizza bar with three exclamation points after it. Shouts out to the what? pizza bar. Was it
0: a was it a, a bar serving pizza or the, the or wall. the I know, but like the rectangular pizza, like French bread pizza slices, because those were my shit in elementary school. Oh, I missed those with the weird like oh, cubes pepperonis. No, it is a
1: bar to create your pizza. Okay. No pizza bar like. You'd refer to it the same okay. way you'd refer to a maple bar? No. <laughs> Flatbread exists. Okay,
0: fine, fine. Then. So PC or sorry, I'll see what I did there. You PS one eighteen pioneered uh pyology and blaze, that restaurant concept. That they did. As that was, they absolutely. did. <laughs> okay. Um any other thoughts on this poor Mod on?
1: Pizza is the worst Mon- of all of them. I if anyone prefers hmm, mod pizza really? over any of the other I, I, Yeah.
0: I ha- I think, mod pizza is okay. What's your beef with mod? Let's get this on tape. let get it Every on single
1: location, every single location in LA that was local to like where I either worked or spent time got closed down for like food cleanliness. No, and stuff. every oh, single one. gross.
0: Yeah. Oh, shoot. And like,
1: and like the blazes and pyologies of the world were just fine. Okay, fine, fine.
0: I think. Okay, maybe I was a little suckered in because they were playing a lot of like British invasion music every time I'm in there. Um similar to, like, Five Guys is always playing, like, the sickest, deep-cut, classic rock stuff for some reason. Um, <laughs> but I am still pretty salty that uh, the uh, the bl- the mod at our local mall, or at least one of the local mall that I like to go to, if I have to go to a mall, replaced a Rubio's. And uh, I love me some Rubio's.
1: Rubio's fish tacos. Dude, Come on. That was on. my first
0: fish taco. You never forget that. Never forget your first. <laughs> uh, wow. Any, any, uh,
1: Rubio's? I mean... It's a good first one,
0: yeah. yeah. Any 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 loose thoughts bouncing around there? No, there are no <laughs> stray thoughts. Sorry. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought we said we were going to use that all the time. Now. <laughs> but, okay, yeah, you're right. We should use it. That's fine. Well, yeah. now that all those stray thoughts are out of our head, let's uh, let's move on to part B of uh, episode 16. <laughs> Sally's Comet. Uh, Haley's comment. Haley's comment. Uh, it's a we Yeah, we got this mixture of like fictional things and but then like real world stuff in both of these episodes yeah. then, or fictional yeah, yeah, yeah. things based on real things um so written by joseph purdy directed by directed by dan povenmeyer and howie parkins uh, arnold and gerald mail in serial box tops to receive a telescope so they can see the well-known interstellar event known as sally's comet uh the problem is that it's far too bright for them to see the stars now they try to convince everybody in the city to turn off their lights and that's light
1: it. pollution is real that's true yeah it's a trip not being able to see stars because you're in the middle of a like a like a city metro
0: the first time i really noticed can you see stars from where you're at not too good because you know the uh well i think you know i'm by the airport and the freeway and everything like that um i definitely yeah you definitely can't i definitely took living in the valley for granted i mean i could see pretty good back there my most of my entire stars every night yeah that's unless true it's,
1: unless it's cloudy or foggy mm-hmm. stars every night
0: the first time i really noticed just how like potent light pollution was was a visit to disneyland when i was maybe a teenager and i looked up and i'm like why is the oh, sky God. all purple and i'm like oh it's just because of literally all the lights here in the park which i guess looks mm-hmm. cool yeah. sometimes like on a dslr camera but otherwise yeah it's kind of a bummer um there's only a few hand a few handful of times where i feel like i really saw really nice stars Mostly while camping, like outdoor ed. Yeah, yeah. Outdoor ed. Night hike was really Uh dope. Uh, Yosemite for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just any camping. Yeah, listening to like explosions in the sky. Joshua Tree, all that. good Stuff. Yum. Cue up some explosions of the sky and just feel something, baby. (laughs) Your hand in mine. What's up? (laughs) Or actually, look into the air. I think that's my that's my go to explosions in the sky song. It's a good pick. This is a very, this is just a really wholesome episode, honestly. Like that's really is, the main thing except that for I
1: can... Sugar Chunk cereal.
0: Well, the rebrand. you mean the rebrand of Sugar Chunk cereal. Do you, okay. So which box uh, design do you prefer? Uh, the one here or the one from the list where, with the kid who was like totally with the cracked crackhead. out tweaking. Yeah.
1: Oh, we, we really like the crackhead one. Yes. I'd rather have that. Re- this re- one is, this one is toned down and is not, it, this one's not true to itself. It's, no, this right. one is hiding its its true motive. It
0: feels like a knockoff T-shirt that you'd buy outside of a concert from a T-shirt scalper. You'd wear this T-shirt. I probably, maybe, probably would. Yeah, or at least like you'd wear this. T-shirt. I'd buy it off of a. I'd buy a recreation of this box and the original box off someone on Etsy, if it if that was if that was a thing. If
1: anyone on Etsy is making this sugar chunks box <laughs> as a Jesus. T-shirt, Michael will mm-hmm. buy it. And I will hold him accountable.
0: These bite-sized sugar chunks sure are chewy. <laughs> I'm almost done with my fourth helping.
1: I appreciate that they were able to get their entire friend group to rally around them.
0: Right? To eat 25 boxes, right? Which yeah. would have been, I mean, I couldn't... 50! I thought it was... Wait, wait, but I thought it was individual. Was it individual, individual box tops or pairs of box tops?
1: Why would it be pairs of box Oh, tops? I don't
0: know. I thought, okay, so it was 50, 50 boxes then? Holy crap. Okay. It's gotta be. Okay. So I couldn't. Oh, okay, <laughs> I couldn't find how much a, a box of cereal cost in 1996, but apparently, at some point in 2022, like they sell, they, the average box of cereal costs like four dollars and thirty cents. So, my math God. is off then. So that means they spent roughly. So with that in mind, they've spent roughly two hundred and four. Two hundred and fifteen dollars on that telescope, just to get that telescope.
1: I mean, if it truly is a deluxe point of view scope. Okay. Okay. Then that could be a, like an okay price point, but it's definitely not a bargain. Like
0: it's, no, probably It's not. not a bargain. Yeah. No. No. <laughs>
1: And also the hate Arnold of this episode and the only one is that his first justification for getting the oh. is so they can see it better than everyone else. And it's not about being better than everyone else,
0: Arnold. I mean, is in the Arnold's whole... Arnold's an elitist. That's what he is. That's the whole point he of this episode. He does everything so he can be better than everyone. <laughs> the whole point of this episode is All like equity it. so everyone can see the comet together, like getting everyone on the same level. But, you know, that's kind of, that's a big order to have the entire city turn off their lights. What if someone's hooked up to a dialysis machine? He got all his
1: friends to help him out, and only him and Gerald were in the car.
0: That's true. That's mm-hmm. true.
1: Exactly. Arnold killed people. He, I mean... Your music kills people. <laughs> That's
0: what your music does, do it. What do you want me to say? The wrong kid died? It kills people. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I've been
1: harmed! Holy shit! You're going to smell blind, son. <laughs>
0: It's Mom. Dude, 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 dude. Max from The Quarry, he was, he played Dewdrop in Walk Hard. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that was him,
0: with the little freckles. He also,
1: he also is phenomenal in The Righteous gemstone.
0: Was there ever, a, was there ever, like, a cereal prize that you were stoked to get in the box, or anything like this, sending away for anything? Like, any oh, sort of cereal prize? It was
1: the Color Changing Spoons. Oh, yeah. At any time. That's the, the- that is the only prize I cared about. What what did was that what
0: anything. What cereal was that? Anything in? that
1: offered a color changing spoon. I don't know. Uh, because you like, like pebbles, like
0: the pebbles? Captain Crunch oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like
1: Pebbles yeah. or Lucky Charm. It was one of the sugar chunk ones. Okay. So I was definitely cracked out, but I was not buying no fifty boxes to <laughs> roll the gotcha and try to get the one. Roll time. the gotcha. <laughs> no, any of them. Any of them that took yeah, that was the original gotcha. Oh my god! That's and now true. I play Genshin Impact that's and I'm true. a whale. Um, I swallowed a prize. <laughs> Sorry. It was like, yeah, it was the color changing spoons, and that's the only one that mattered
0: mm-hmm. because it
1: was relevant. It was relevant to the product that you had bought. Mm. You could use true. it with the product that you had bought true. instead of like a, a like a toy taking up hella space from the cereal you wanted to consume. Well. Like, no, dumb. If anyone out there is a cereal representative. Use color changing spoons again.
0: Bring that back. Make, I'll buy make spoons change color again. Uh, in terms of. The- <laughs> Was that our first MAGA joke this entire podcast? <laughs> it took this long. <laughs> we, have to, we have to tread really carefully. <laughs> but yes. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Woo. Wow. You're treading. You alienate our audience. Blazing new trails. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Anyway, let me talk about my uh, cereal to prize. YMCA. Let me terrible my spoon uh, cereal cereal prize story. Um, speaking of things that took up way too much real estate in the box. Okay, the only time I got really like psyched for something, um, I forgot what cereal it was, but whatever it was, it was tying into probably the first Spider-Man movie. So I was in like the fourth grade, and mm. I explicitly wanted two boxes of this cereal. And I didn't have cereal too much as a kid. Once I got to a certain point, I tried. Mm. You know, I think my curiosity adjusting to life in America, I was like I wanted to just try everything at least once. So I went through like a honeycomb was pretty consistent. Cinnamon toast crunch was pretty consistent. But when it came to like Cocoa Pebbles, Corn Pops, Apple Jacks, French toast crunch, I didn't really stick with anything because then at a certain point I just Mm. was always eating like rice and spam or rice and hot dogs for breakfast. And, you know, if I was a little slower one soccer season, that's why. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the the Spider-Man toy in the box was – a little, it was like a web shooter, squirter, water squirter situation. So it was pretty cool, I guess. Uh, yeah. Like it was like a little. that one? Yeah. It was a little pod that w- rested in your palm, uh, and it kind of had a web print on it. But then you know, there's a little loop, and it like went onto your wrist, and you had to, you know, just fill it with water, and then you could just like shoot it out, shoot out.
1: Press d- the button. Yeah, precisely. Because yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't, a- that one.
0: I wasn't about to get like the fucking like silly string web shooter toy because like I hated the smell of silly string as a child. Thought it was a good idea, and then it, I'm like, period. this smells t- disgusting. I never want to play with this again.
1: No, it's a fun concept, and then it it's in your hands, and you're like, the, oh,
0: or on the on the grass in the backyard, or on the concrete in your backyard, and it's super gross. No,
1: yeah, it is not the business. Yeah. It's yeah. not the business. Yeah.
0: The other, uh, I was also mm-hmm.
1: disgusted by this entire sequence. Like, I wanted to. Oh, throw just up. the I eating, all the cereal. It, Everyone
0: it looks like s- shit. Uh, Arnold and Gerald look gross. terrible. Yeah, like the pot bell like cartoon characters with like situational pot bellies. And uh no,
1: all distended and gross. No, yeah. thank you.
0: Yeah. There's only so much. No. I feel like I can only eat maybe two bowls of cereal in a single sitting and that's if I feel real really really hungry. Um cereal is mm-hmm.
1: heavy. Yeah, that's true. Cereal is it's so grain. Heavy. it's all the grains, it's, boy. It's... No. No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. no. <laughs> This uh, this in terms of musical gifts, this episode continues to give us. We get the uh, what I just call the uh, old timey flashback cue, which is always whenever Grandpa talks about the old days. Lovely. Heavy, Lovely. very Such strong, a good piece. very strong, like Randy Newman vibes to me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is, is that? A, is that an oboe? I mean, it is a woodwind, but I can't, I can't place it. Play playing the melody part, not or a clarinet, yeah, maybe I, or maybe uh, even it's just a clarinet. If only those lights weren't burning so brightly, Father. Really cute, and it's the same. Graham, it's Dan Castellaneta. Dan Castellaneta is playing his for playing his character's father, and I think this is the first. This is where we learn Grandpa's name is Phil. So there's just a lot of like cool little touches here, and we mm-hmm. get we get yeah. all the we get a bunch of the people who are trapped on the subway here not wanting to give a shit about yeah. their uh, corner sermon, and. The craziest thing here, okay, so the lady the who... Corners sermon. The, the 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 most like holy shit thing here is uh the lady from downtown is fruits who's like, wow, people downtown sure are friendly. She's the mother yeah. of the guy who steals Arnold's baseball <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Blind guy left killer at home with the puppies, apparently.
1: Like by his right hand. What is that?
0: Uh Oh, he's got like It looks like Oh, maybe he was holding Killer. Oh no, that that is Killer. But it's probably like there are some weird like color coloration issues in this okay. episode. In one frame Arnold's wearing white shoes and then in another frame he's wearing red shoes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like, okay. So yeah, they they kept it kind of consistent. We see this kid
1: with the cape again soon, right?
0: Monkey Man. Yeah. Well, he he Yeah, he gets an episode. He yeah. runs past the house run randomly being like, "Oh, Monkey Man." And then Yeah, they kind of My Fair Lady him, essentially, around, like, like maybe in the last season or so. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. He's, he's like, another kind of urban-ish legend that we just get seeds planted for the entire time. And uh, Babe Ruth... Also, when they, like,
1: (laughs) dismiss them,
0: and then the last voice is like, look at that guy's head. Oh, I thought you were going to say the bald guy's like, "Ah, I gotta get my head waxed. (laughs) And it sounded very, like, (laughs) Justin Roiland-esque. I I I don't know about you, but... (laughs) It was a good one. Yeah, yeah,
1: but my favorite was look at
0: that guy's head. Hey, hey, touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that captured your imagination. That was very I was very <laughs> I was very tickled by that. Yeah, and then everything pretty much just goes according to plan, you know. I don't know what it is about these uh these the episodes that are animated in this style, but it seems to be or rather in this particular visual style so like this roughing it they settle into this groove that's a little more grounded in terms of the the storyline or whatever and i feel like it kind of affects the characterization and yeah like i mean grandpa's not quite as eccentric here uh he's just kind Mm of yeah he's just kind of like your you know sort of peak level grandpa just telling the story for the occasion like you know knows what to do is just here to back you up and you know, and we get Nocturnal Ned, who's voiced by Craig Bartlett, which is pretty cool. And like, and it's like a caricature of him, too. So like, that was his, that's his yeah. recurring guy. <laughs> and they see the comet, and it's all good. And, you know, uh, Grandpa basically tells him, I'm going to die one day, boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: He has to teach them. He He has to teach them realistic expectations of what happens in the future. (laughs) Um, I do have to say, though, Grandpa's delivery of Look Up Boys was the most believable line delivery in the show so far.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, again, it's very understated, and it's just so – Yeah, there's just uh, just a lot of joy and, like, wonder in this episode.
1: It's – yeah, it's impassioned, and it's well-delivered, and it feels appropriate and warranted and honestly led into from the old-timey flashback that we get to, like – seeing grandpa be able to enjoy that moment as grandpa, as opposed to the grandpa of these kids who are enjoying it mm, mm-hmm. and like being able to share in that wonder with them. Mm-hmm. I love that he got that moment. That yeah.
0: That he moment. gets to kind of like be a kid again at that point. He was, you know, he was 10 years old at that point. Um, beca- yeah. then I'm only, I'm only saying that because yeah, Babe Ruth hit his 60th Homer. Apparently he homered his 60th Homer in <laughs> 1927. <laughs> he homered it. Yeah, he truly did. Um, Twenty nineteen twenty six nineteen twenty seven. 1926, 1927. Um, we know for sure there's a later episode where grandpa believes he's going to die as soon as he turns 81 <laughs> because of a family, <laughs> an alleged family curse. Arnold's his only grandson. So, like, he's been waiting all this time to, like, share this with another kid because he couldn't do it with Arnold's dad because yeah. had, he had to wait the whole 70 years. So a very special, you know, intergenerational, intergenerational bonding moments, which I guess, um, I guess. Both of these episodes kind of end on that, although this one is a lot more <laughs> cut and dry and happy yeah. ending as it gets and everything. So, which was nice, you know. Doesn't always happen yeah. on this show. Yeah, it was, it's kind of weird. I'm like, huh, this did, this was, did this happen? Yeah. Did this? This is is this happening right now? And sometimes things mm-hmm. just work out, even though you got to go through a lot of cra- a lot of strife to to make it happen. Like mm-hmm. Blacking out this, an entire this shit city. This is one of
1: those episodes that takes the takes the s- a space in my head when I think about hey, Arnold is, is mm-hmm. this episode, it's one of them. And I did get to black out an entire city. <laughs> I'll show you stars, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Throw shit at Gerald's big ass face. <laughs> He's
0: he didn't wear he was wearing a really like cute little star costume. He was, <laughs> he was. Oh, yeah, man. I think that's pretty good much ones. Yeah, good, ones. good ones for sure. Good ones, good ones, good ones. Yes, 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 yes. So, yes, please join us next week uh, when we will be covering... We're almost done with season uh, season one, which is crazy to think of. Um, mm-hmm. There's only yeah. uh, four episodes left. Yeah, four episodes left, I guess, in season one. Um, wow. So we will be... Next week, we will be talking about... Uh, I have... I do not have a lot of memories of these, so it's going to be an interesting... These are, to me, this is kind of the 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 black sheep if there was one for season one for me. Um but we'll see how things go. Um it's just gonna be things are gonna get a little weird and off the rails again. So I think maybe it'll night it'll be nice to have to hard take a hard turn back into that. Um so yeah we're gonna cover like ep- to unhinged. episode seventeen, Abner comes home slash the sewer king. Yeah, the sewer king. It's a I remember
1: Sewer King. Good God.
0: <laughs> okay. Right on. <laughs> I remember Sewer King. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well yeah. what would you what would how would you peg the lessons of of the lesson to be derived from either of these?
1: It's either don't live in your elder sibling's shadow or do oh live okay. in your elder yeah it's child. a little it's
0: pretty ambiguous you know the the uh-huh. blue tint kind <laughs> one, one of it's pho-ding. one of those two <laughs>
1: have ulterior motives at all times <laughs> and embrace your inner child.
0: There you go. There you go, man. And also, just when all else fails, don't never eat raspberries. That'll do.